Welcome to the Breakfast Leadership Show, where we interview global thought leaders on business, leadership, and life. Here's your host, keynote speaker, best-selling author, and chief burnout officer of the Breakfast Leadership Network, Michael Levitt. Welcome back. I've got Brady Helkin on the line. Brady, how are you today? Good. How are you doing? I am awesome. You've got an interesting backstory and you're doing some amazing work. So I want to share with the audience a little bit about you and this awesome work that you do. Uh, Yeah, sure. You know, I started off in IT in general in the workforce and then about coming up on six years ago, I, I launched my own business and went full time with it. And I've been working on scaling that, but I've also, during the pandemic, been building up a second business around teaching other IT people how to have good personal skills, uh, interpersonal skills, good bedside manner, if you want to call it that, right? So there's a lot of IT uh, professionals that get very technical and know their craft very well, but they, they drop the ball quite often on making sure that who they're talking to understands what they're trying to say. Yeah, it's meeting them where they are. And I used to work in IT many, many years ago. And my original career was, uh, I was a grocery store clerk. So working with customers all the time. So that gave me, uh, I want to say an unfair advantage before I went into IT because I already had the customer service down. So it was a case of dealing with the IT. And then, uh, you know, my organizations that I worked for, you know, recognized pretty quickly that I was really good at customer service, which tended to gravitate me more towards the client facing side of things, even though I would have been, you know, happy to work more back in the server rooms and work in server racks and deployment. And I did that too. Uh, but I always ended up uh, being the ones either facing the internal support or external support. And um, it, it's definitely a skill that um, doesn't normally go with when you're learning a particular trade or technique. The customer service side of things, not just IT, but I've seen it in healthcare in other industries as well, is lacking. So the fact that you recognize this as a gap and an opportunity uh, to guide IT professionals to you know, learn some of those customer service skills to be able, again, to speak the language where people can understand uh, is going to you know, prove quite successful for those individuals. Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned the you know grocery store clerk. That's much the same reason why I ended up coming into the industry at a, at an advantage as well because it, you know I got it into IT, but it was not my initial you know job. Like before that, I worked at Chevron. I worked in various food service places and stuff like that. So yeah, it, it's it's a good point. There's a lot of people that get into the IT industry that don't have the customer service experience going into it. So they learn the technical without learning how to communicate with somebody else. And, so. and, and that can be really problematic as far as you know, getting the client to understand, okay, this is why we're doing this, or this is why this is a good idea for your organization to deploy this particular platform or solution. Um, and, and, and sometimes that I, I think it could limit, you know, the, the types of success that IT people would have if they're not able to, again, communicate in a way that uh, the customer is going to understand. Well, and there's, there's also, there's more to it also than just making sure that we're understood, right? It, it, I, I call them soft skills, interpersonal skills, um, because there's also the idea that 
if there's something that's not working and, and, and you've got an end user or you have a client that's, you know, frustrated and upset and not sure what to do about it, they're not mad at you usually, right, going into that, but they don't know what's going on. And a lot of IT people will think of it as a technical problem. They'll come in and fix the technical problem and not take a break to acknowledge the empathy, to acknowledge the emotion that that person's going through, to let them be heard and what happens, particularly when IT professionals get more into triage mode and things pile up on them really quick. Like say a server goes down in a larger network and you're going around trying to find every last little tiny fire that comes out of that one root issue happening. You're frustrated yourself as an IT professional. You're running around trying to really quickly get things done and you have end users going, what's going on? And you're like, I don't know yet. And you have to take that moment to breathe because when you have that kind of reaction coming from your own level of frustration or your own level of panic or whatever it is going on your side, you end up building up a culture where the end users or the clients go, I don't want to talk to the IT person. They're never in a good mood. The IT person's going to yell at me, right? And you build that up over time and then you wonder why nobody likes talking to you and why you have that coming up in your performance review. So it, it, it's a, a very small buildup over time of not recognizing that gap, of not recognizing that empathy is really important, taking a break to make sure that they feel heard and that you actually care that they're down, right? Because you care that they're down, you want to fix it, but they don't necessarily know that. And so it's like there's closing the gap on multiple fronts, right? And so I feed it all into together under under a six-week boot camp that I, I call the Tech Ninja Masterclass Bootcamp because there's a versatility and an agility that I want to evoke with that term tech ninja that really kind of touches on a lot of this stuff, a lot of these soft skills. I love that you mentioned empathy because you've got two sides of the fence here. You've got the IT professional that is frustrated because the system is down and you've got the end user that is frustrated because the system is down and it's coming from two different ways. The, the end user you know, doesn't really understand, for the most part, I mean, not, a, not across the board, but for most people, they don't understand the intricacies of you know, how everything is working in an IT type of thing. They don't understand switches and routers and you know, network cables and, okay, one, you know, one of the ports on the switch isn't lit up. Okay, where is that? It's, it always ends up being the CEO's port for some reason. It always fails. I don't know why, but uh, it just seems to be that way. So it's like, okay, yeah, we're, we're going to spend thousands of dollars to get a new switch because this particular port for this particular drop that goes to the CEO's office drops all the time. And well, he's the, or she's the big boss. So gets that, get that fixed. But the empathy, uh, uh, and even in the situation where you're the IT professional and you're upset because you were going to be working on something else and all of a sudden you're putting out this fire. And, you know, I'm using fire term loosely, but it, it's an urgent situation and you're trying to get everything up because, you know, as we've all become accustomed to as end users of everything, we're used to things being up, you know, with technology and smartphones and why wireless connectivity and everything everywhere. We get frustrated when things are down because typically they're always up. Now, in the early days of internet and all that stuff, thing, you know, websites would be down and networks, okay, we're down for a little bit. Everybody would be like, okay, I'm going to go grab a cup of coffee. But now we're so used to it being up all the time that when there is an issue, everybody's like, what's going on? Why is this doing this? And 
being able to relate to them, you know, speaking English, as I like to say, or, you know, it doesn't matter what language you natively speak, but not tech talks like, okay, right now, one of our you know connections with our equipment is not communicating properly with another piece of equipment, which is causing this particular outage. We're trying to isolate exactly where that is so we can fix it because there's, you know, 96 you know, different connections. So we have to look through and, and verify that they're all working properly to figure out which one that is. And that's one of the things that I did. I, I, I tried to get it to a level and compare it to something where they would at least comprehend it a little bit. And then that way it also shared with them. It's like, you know, we've got 96 different doors to open to figure out which one it is. Um, because we look at the switch and all the lights are on and they're all blinking. And like, all right. And we're, you know, we can pull up the laptop and connect to it and see, okay, where's the error? And we can narrow it down pretty quickly now. But um, if you don't have that equipment ready or set up properly, then you're basically a detective and you're, you know, looking around trying to find whatever all those connections are. But to relay it to, the end user in a way that they would at least get an understanding of, yeah, this is going to take a little bit because we're trying to isolate where it is, um, it eases it up. And because sometimes when people are upset, they think that you as the IT person decided, let's just break this so we can cause a lot of havoc. That's never been the case of anybody ever. We don't want it. We want it to be running so we can do research or work on the other stuff that we normally like to work on, troubleshooting while invigorating it's not something that most people in IT really want to spend a lot of time on they want it just to work and then and when it works then we're doing our job and I, I think that's you know getting relaying that message to the end user is 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 critical and I think the, the approach that you and your team rolls out as far as being able to communicate in a way where people are going to understand I think is going to go a long way yeah and then there's the responsiveness too, right? Um, another thing that from my, my, my first business, um, I run an IT services company as my first business and we get a lot of clients that come to us from other IT companies and they're the single most common thing that is a frustration for them is that it takes a really long time to hear back. They'll, they'll send in a request and they won't hear back for days, weeks sometimes. And, you know, some of that, there, there's other things going on in the hood, but if we look at it from like the, the communication, the soft skills standpoint, there's quite a few things that cl clients or end users will ask an IT person, right? To go, you know, how do I do this? Or what would be your suggestion or recommendation to do this or that or the other thing? And you go, okay, great. Well, I need to research that. And, I've certainly been guilty of this and I know almost every single IT person or, or for that matter, any matter expert, subject matter expert has run into this at least once where they get immediately absorbed into trying to research it and then time gets away from them. And then three days later, you realize, oh my God, I never responded to that person to let them <laughs> No, they asked me a question. I dove right into it. Or maybe you couldn't, maybe you were running low on time and you were going to go do something, or maybe you were forwarding it to somebody else to go, do you have any input on this? Whatever the case is, the person asking doesn't know unless you actually loop them up. And it's such an easy thing for us to do and we don't think about it. And it's not that it's a technical thing of just remembering to remind them. There's something deeper than that. And that's that hints at a lot of the depths that I go into, which is there's a psychology involved. There's a value system involved that 
if, if we are chronically not updating people when they ask us questions until much later, there is a chronic situation where they are out of sight, they are out of mind, they are not high enough in the priority list fundamentally for you for as, as the service provider because you got other things going on, they're going to wait. And if that's the attitude and that's a chronic repeating issue, the value system, that thought process underneath it need to sh- needs to shift in order to be able to consistently even remember that you need to follow up with the person, right? So there's, there's tips, there's tricks, there's tactics, but there's also the mentality. There's also the value system. There's also the, the framework or the operating system that you're, op- that you're running on. And that's what I seek to also uncover. There's principles and mindset that comes into these concepts that really gets at these key values to go, you know, you know they're specialists in their own way. You know, next time you have a taxes question for your accountant client, you'll probably have a bit more empathy for what they're going through when they're asking you a question they know nothing about the subject, right? So, yeah. It's it's critical in that, you know, taking that extra step, even if it's something that's going to take you, you know, maybe a couple of days to research to, to figure out because there's always going to be those situations where, hmm, this is a little out of the ordinary. Okay, we're running into some interesting situations where it's one end user and they're having an issue with their computer where it's not doing something that everyone else is doing. So you're researching, trying to figure out, okay, why is this doing this? Even though it's taking you a couple of days to research it and you're going through all types of forms and things just to see, okay, why is this particular document not formatting in this way? What do I need to do? Periodically checking in with them and saying, okay, Nancy, Thanks for your patience. I'm still researching this. I'm finding some things, but it, it's not it, your your situation is unique. So congratulations, you found you found a new one. But we're, we're gonna we're gonna get a, to a resolution of this. But you know, thanks so much for your patience. Um, is there anything else going on while I'm researching this? And they'll say no. Just letting them know that you care and you're actually taking a look at the thing and you didn't just kick them to the curb, kind of thing, goes a long way. And and one of the challenges, too, I see a lot, especially when you have new employees coming into an organization, everybody brings baggage to their new job. You know, their past experiences with, doesn't matter, could be with finance, could be with IT, could be with management, could be with front lines, who knows. But if that person had a negative IT experience in the past, they're bringing that and that's their expectation. So if you have great customer service skills, you're going to shift that pendulum to at least to the point where they tolerate you. You might win them over and they go, oh, wow, you need to go work at these five organizations they used to work with because their IT was lousy, may or may not have been. In all likelihood, they weren't. It was just a communication challenge and, and whatnot. But again, you have an opportunity to set the tone for how you work, and then all, quite frankly, it could change the tone of other departments in that organization as well, going, wow, they really love the IT department. What are they doing over there? Um, they're being decent human beings and following up and, and showing that they care in the work that they do, and they respond to people as quickly as they can. Um, when they do that, it changes the landscape of everything. Yeah. And in my experience, they appreciate people that the, they they appreciate the IT professional that doesn't necessarily have all the answers, but is responsive and is trying, as opposed to somebody that they could 
never reach because they are not responsive, but they know that they have the answer right away. Like if they're a 30 year veteran, but they, their customer service skills suck, they'll still take the, the person with two years of experience that is communicating with them. You know, they'll, you know, they'll take them every time. So that's also helps to illustrate, you know, there, there's a financial and career impact to caring about this kind of stuff as an IT professional to get into this industry and want to build up the ladder and grow up the ladder and going, if you're customer facing in any kind of way in, in the career path you've chosen within the IT profession, this is a critical thing to get. This is a critical thing to have at least a moderate amount of familiarity and skill and comfort level with is to be able to communicate effectively with your clients, with your end users. Cause to lack that, it doesn't matter. You could have, you know, 20 years of experience in your subject, but you're not going to make it past the interview stage when you start talking to people and they realize that you, you have a really hard time just communicating. You're spouting jargon in the middle of the job interview and somebody's going, well, what happens if somebody calls and says, my internet doesn't work? And then they spout again into technical jargon about the 15 things that they're going to check out in the back room kind of thing. And the manager, the hiring person, the interviewer is like, well, that's great. Did you respond to them? Did you go, oh, great. Let me look into that. You just jumped right into the server room, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I, and I worked with people that did just that. And thankfully, it was a large enough organization where there were some levels of people that would be able to say, okay, you had your frontline support. There would be the one in communication. Then you had the technical people that was in the back. But that is not typically what you see in a lot of organizations. Typically, your IT people, you might have a handful of them. They're all going to be uh, client-facing or user-facing. And those ones that say, okay, let me go look into it or say, okay, I know the, uh, my colleague is in there right now. Let me message him and have him take a look at it because he's already in there working on another issue. I'll see if he, if he can take a look at that really quick. If he can't, then I will go or we'll send another person to take a look at it. Again, it just boils down to, of course, people want resolution to things quickly. You know, they, they want it to be working right now, instant. We're, we're an instant society. We're used to getting things instantly. Some things can't be fixed instantly. So at least communicating, okay, you know, thanks for your patience. I know this is taking a little bit longer than you'd hope, but, you know, we're, we're discovering that there's a couple other issues here that we need to, to fix regarding this that will hopefully help address this particular issue. So we found more things that were wrong just than the one thing that we did. So thanks for your patience. We've ordered the part. It should be here on Friday, you know, whatever the case may be. And, and when you do that, uh, it makes such a big, big difference. So um, as we get close to the end, you know, you know, when you launch this business, obviously you saw you know, a need for this, but, you know, what was, you know, some of the initial reaction when you talked to, you know, other people in the industry uh, regarding, you know, the product and services that you're offering through this? You know, it was interesting. It was a bit of a mixed bag. You had, you had people that were going, oh, wow, this is a really cool idea when they got what I was doing. Um, and then you had people that thought I was just doing tips and tricks. And then that was kind of like, well, I trained that. I trained that up with my staff and that's not a problem. So I got a little bit of a big, a little bit of a mixed bag, but more often than not, the ones that recognize the same industry problem that I do, which is that it, that it's so common realize that I was talking to that audience 
And then the ones that were like, well, that's not a problem. We're thinking only of their own smaller circle where they probably have some level of customer service experience and they train that into their workforce, into their team kind of thing. And so, you know, it's interesting. It, it, it's very strongly aligned on self-identifying whether or not that's a, that's a challenge for, for you, right? So there's two main archetypes that I've identified that are, are potential candidates for this kind of boot camp, right? One is somebody getting into the industry and they want to make sure that they're growing correctly because somebody that's thinking ahead knows that they're going to get really used to how they progress through their career they're going to get baked into certain kind of mindsets of this is how things are done. They, they've seen that when they talk to the previous generation and talk to potential mentors and stuff like that. And so they want to make sure that they're doing everything they can to help them get through their career. It's the kind of person that'll bother to interview somebody still nowadays, right? That's a good candidate. And then the other candidate is somebody that is a veteran. They have been around for 10, 20, 30 years and they're running into some kind of consistent difficulty, either getting a job or getting a promotion. Something about the performance review, they, the, the person giving the performance review can't seem to explain it terribly well, other than they need to work on their people skills. But they're just having a problem with communication. And there's frustration there because they can, they can Google that all day long, but they don't know what they're looking for, right? So that second archetype is another good person because to realize that just somewhere in the overall mixture, they're very technical, but they're not very people-centric and they want to fix it. That's the other archetype. No, it's great. I'm thankful that uh, you're, you're out there helping IT professionals improve on their skill set that's going to make them more well-rounded, which will help them in promotion opportunities and growth and even launching their own business if they choose to or you know, scale up to executive levels. I know uh, a CEO of a major healthcare system uh, just outside of Toronto, Ontario. Um, he, he's an IT person. He started off in IT, worked in the server room, customer service. He's now the chief executive officer of a multi-billion dollar healthcare entity. He's got an IT background. Yes, he's got healthcare a little bit too, but he's not a clinician. But he's you know led two different healthcare systems uh, in the time that I've known him, which is you know going on fifteen years. And you know I look at it, it's like okay, they're, they they give you an idea if you're watching this and you're in IT. It's like I could be a CEO of a huge healthcare entity. Of course you can. Um, but work on the customer service skills because that's one of the areas that he excels in and communication and being able to do the things that he's been able to do. Uh, so, Brady, I've loved this conversation today. Where can people find out more about you and this amazing work that you're doing? Um, they can find me on LinkedIn as Brady Helkin. Um, they can also go to our website, uh, Infinitech, I-N-F-I-N-I-T-E-C-H dot ninja. Awesome. And I'll definitely have that in the show notes. So Brady, thanks again for all this amazing work you're doing. And thank you for being on the show. My pleasure. Thank you for having me, Michael. Thanks for listening to The Breakfast Leadership Show, part of the Breakfast Leadership Network. Visit breakfastleadership.com for tips on empowering your business and your life.